What's up? Chad, what's going on, man? Anything uh, going on? Nothing at all, my friend. Nothing <laughs> at all. That was a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Beautiful day with the neighborhood, as my old friend used to say. Yes, sir. Got Chad Thoreau. We got Pluto. GMGM. How's it going, guys? Good. How y'all doing? Good, good. I was familiar, Cal, over here on the Thorchain account, by the way. Welcome, everybody. This is a, one of the bigger spaces we've done recently, for sure. Uh, there's, there's a ton of people in here. There's 155 people uh, listening right now. So uh, thanks, everyone, for showing up for this. Sorry, I was having some Twitter issues earlier. Yeah, so we want to get uh, get started, Chip. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, first things first. Everybody's here. We're talking about you're here to talk about lending. Uh, it was determined uh, uh, by the Thorsec team that due to current like TSS issues, you've paused key gen uh, or churning in general uh, due to some TSS uh, problems, and so. Uh, it's determined that it's probably best to not launch a major feature on the network while the network's not in 100%, you know, uh, good standing. So I think the the current thinking is that uh, just to, for an, an abundance of security reasons and these kind of things, <clears throat> that will delay lending until 119 is adopted. And then once 119 is adopted and um, everything looks good, network is in a healthy state, all that kind of stuff, then we can go forward and uh, launch uh, lending. Yeah, so I'll just add to that um, from the dev and security side. Um, so the announcement's going to be hitting our Discord uh, shortly. We thought that the best thing to do would be to come tell the community directly about this delay. Um, the only thing that's preventing me from cutting that patch right now and getting that 119 released is that we actually had a disclosure. So it's a private disclosure. They asked us to keep it private. And it was a little bit ambiguous as to whether they wanted us to wait until their full disclosure period had lapsed to actually push out a patch to the cryptography component in question. So um, basically, we have to you know, go back and forth with the discloser and ask them, uh, basically, if they're okay with us essentially publicly announcing by way of the patch um, of the existence of this, um, of this bug. So... It's a little bit of a rock and a hard place. Like our other um, option would be to just release like basically a private release to validators. But that's something that we think is against the philosophy of open source protocol development um, where everyone can see everything and verify all the code that they're running. So, you know, it's it, this is just another example of where like having a decentralized system that's properly decentralized is to the detriment of all of our wants and desires to ship lending as fast as possible, um, while also balancing the needs of the you know, extremely important relationships that we have to security researchers that are helping contribute to this project. So definitely a hard decision, um, but the Thorsec team uh, felt that, that this was the best, the best way forward for the lending project um, to have its you know, best, best launch possible. 
Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of context as to the why. Um, what we should look out for next is to essentially see a patch or an announcement to the community about um, whether we're going to pursue a private release. If the researcher in question asks for 30 to 90 days of us holding this from our public source code, we may be forced to move forward without that. So, um, you know, this, this kind of also serves as a primer to the uh, node community that, you know, that that may be something that we ask of you um, and that there will be religious verification of that um, before that does come out. So, um, you know, it's obviously something we'd like to not do, but we don't want to be in a situation where we're pausing, you know, our network from churning, we're pausing us from launching these ma massive new features because, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an active threat and that um, disclosing it would put other projects in jeopardy. So we are, we are you know, we're acutely aware of all of the different possibilities here. And, um, you know, we, we, we think that the, the option that we've chosen to go with in this route and delending, delaying lending at least by a few days um, is going to be the right one to take ultimately. Yeah, especially launching a new feature with uh, churning already paused. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like the right move to, I mean, and the right call just from the security angle of things. Obviously, taking an abundance of caution. Obviously, with everything uh, from from Thorchain over the past like two years, just always taking an abundance of caution and not just um, uh, just sort of yoloing it, so, so to speak, and saying like, oh yeah, we can just launch lending right now. Uh, it definitely seems like the right move to say, all right, let, let's wait until things are in place. TSS is uh, is patched up to the latest standard, and we're then then we're are ready to rock and roll. So like obviously everyone was like, you know, we're all super psyched to get lending out today, and something we really want to see. But um, it's not anything that that'll change over the next uh, couple of days while these issues get sorted out. Yeah, definitely very fair. We all put security number one. So I think the community appreciates this just to make it abundantly clear. So this has nothing to do with lending itself, right? It's just purely this TSS issue. And that puts the network in a state where nodes can't churn. So just waiting until that clears up, but like nothing actually relating to lending specifically, right? Yeah, th there's no known lending issue. Uh, so there's no uh, changes being made to lending or anything like this. It's just patching a TSS issue and, and getting that and get the network into 100% status before we move forward with the major feature. Yeah, gotcha, and, yeah. I, and I just want to take a minute to remind everyone in the community that this project is built on open source cryptography protocols, which in addition to all of the source code for our state machine and what actually powers Thorchain being online and available for everyone in the public to see, so too is the encryption that we use. And Thorchain is the first and biggest project to be doing this completely publicly. Um, everyone else who's utilizing this technology has the benefit of doing so in a more private setting where everything that we're doing is out in the open. And the, you know, the size of this, of this you know, target keeps getting larger and larger as the network is growing. Um, and so um, it, even last week, there was a, uh, a talk given at Black Hat 2023 um, about the threshold signatures um, cryptography that Thorchain utilizes. Um, so there's been renewed scrutiny from the cryptography community on these um, encryption methods. And so it puts us on heightened alert that there's a lot of smart people out there in the world that are looking at this technology right now and seeing that Thorchain is one of the few 
um, publicly available, publicly accessible um, networks using it. So um, just out of an abundance of caution, again, we need to make sure that, that we get this right. Um, and so we're going to be you know, working on additional rounds of auditing. There's going to be some tactical fixes, um, but we're looking to overhaul the system pretty, pretty, pr- pretty much from the ground up um, as, as the next year or two shake out. So um, yeah, again, this is just very nascent technology and we're doing our best with, you know, the, uh, the, the community that's kind of, um, you know, uh, formed around this multi-party computing phenomenon. And it's, it's tremendously exciting to be working on the vanguards of cryptography and what's possible with, um, with these technologies. So, you know, with, uh, with, with, with all the benefits that they bring to us, there's, there's also, risks that need to be adjusted when, you know, that when the current thought processes about the most advanced attack vectors becomes or leaks out slowly from, uh, from sort of like the, the, the gut of the, the cryptography community, which is a very interesting place, I assure you. Um, and, and it starts to make its way through the rumor mill to, to projects like us. So just rest assured that we'll continue to be on top of those things and, and patching them in a way that keeps the network as secure as possible at all times. Yeah, so, sorry, I didn't want to kill the vibe there, but <laughs> if people want to come up from the community and if there's questions, if, if people want to uh, just, you know, voice anything, and there's a couple people who requested to come up. I don't know whether you just want to talk about lending or whether the people have questions about delays or TSS or, or anything like that, but it's a pretty open, like, spaces that we do, so um, we'll, we'll try and, like, let as many people up here as possible just after we get all the all the business stuff out of the way, and then we can, we can talk a little bit more just about uh, we, we can talk about the lending launch. We can talk about the lending feature, or and then, uh, but of course, first we'd like to see if there's any questions just from anyone about the uh, the lending launch delay, or just about the launch in general. One thing to to note though, is like uh, for reasons for security reasons, we're not going to go into any kind of depth or detail about the TSS related things. I think that's not probably um, it's probably not bad power to do so so if you have any questions about like specifically what's the tsa stuff I don't, I don't think we can publicly kind of disclose that stuff at least not at this point once things are patched we're happy to kind of go into more detail at that point but for right now i think it's probably prudent that we that we don't go into the details about what about tss is being uh, changed or patched uh real quick i think we have about a hundred more people than we had right at the beginning so maybe chad or pluto do you want to just give like a real like a tldr one line synopsis of of what we already said yeah, sure. So, um, uh, under the recommendation of, of Thorsec, uh, we've decided to to delay the lending launch. And this is due to a, a known TSS issue with the network. That's why we churn, we paused churning um, a couple of days ago because of this issue. And we feel like it's probably best to not launch a major uh, feature and probably the largest feature that we've ever done since we launched uh, Multichain ChaosNet. Um, and to not launch that major feature lending on the platform while the network's not in a 100% known good state. And we have open uh, hot fixes coming kind of downstream. So until one, version 119 is released and adopted by the community, I think we'll be delaying lending until that occurs. Yeah, and real quick, we should probably just go through like what the timeline of that normally looks like, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't really keep up with the normal release cycles of uh, of Thorchain. So, quick, uh, just quickly, what does it look like to actually get 119 out, uh, released, and fully adopted, and then you know getting the show on the road for lending? Yeah, I can take that one. So the only thing that's 
uh, preventing me from releasing the patch right now to validators. It, it, it's already been tested. Um, we we basically know that this is the this is the right solution. Um, so the only thing that's preventing us from releasing it right now to validators is the fact that in doing so, we would essentially be publicly disclosing its existence because of the nature of all of our encryption technology being open source. So we have two options. We can either do a private release, which basically just means we tell the validators, hey, trust us, this binary contains the most up-to-date you know, crypto protocols, and we promise that as the devs, there will not be a, you know, something bad in there. Um, that's obviously not ideal, um, although networks do that all the time. The Cosmos network has been known to do that kind of thing. So it's not unprecedented, but it's just not generally a good form when it comes to running a decentralized network. So the other option is to wait until we have the go-ahead from the security researcher that disclosed us to, uh, this to us that we can patch it publicly and move forward that way. So we want to at least give that, that researcher you know, 12 to 24 hours to respond to our inquiry. Um, and if they, you know, if they say, yeah, sure, go for it, you know, um, then the, the patch will come almost immediately. If they say no, then we'll discuss with the, the node operator community if they feel comfortable with doing a private release um, of a binary signed by both the core team and, um, and Nine Realms. So, you know, that's, those are the two options right now. Um, and those could, again, this could, you know, this could range in, in amounts of time. But um, I'd say the earliest we could, we could look to launch lending um, if we hear back from this, uh, this node operator is, you know, in the next, in the next few days. Um, so, you know, the good thing is that, yes, we've already found the issue, um, and it's just a matter of how and when we can publish it. Cool. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think we all appreciate the attention to security and yeah, down to be patient <laughs> anyways. Uh, so yeah, we have a few people up. If if anyone wants to chime in, questions. I see uh, Chris Grassroots Crypto's up here. I don't know if you wanted to add anything or whoever's looks like Patriots unmuted. Go for it. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, I think a lot of people are here because of the success of this protocol recently. And I know it's a little deflating, a little bit for lending to be postponed. But I think most people in this community understand that you guys take security very seriously. And that takes precedent. So I don't think you guys should beat yourself too much at all. And I think this is probably the right call. And I actually came up here because I'm super excited and happy because, don't mean to change the subject, but streaming swaps has been an incredible blowout success. And the people I've been talking with, whether it's on a Twitter space or privately in DMs, they can't believe it. And so I am so excited and so happy right now. Um, lending gets postponed. Okay, so be it. You know, I wasn't planning on using it personally, but the explosive growth of this protocol, the adoption, all the people talking about it, whether it's Masari or all these different crypto influencers, what a time to be in this project. And it's so vindicating. I, I, you know, we've been just getting kicked in the face, it feels like, for the last couple of years. And to finally, finally, the vision is coming to fruition and we get to stand like tall with our back straight we get to say yeah you know this is what we were trying to do so i actually came up here to tell you guys thank you so much because 
I'm just so happy. I, I can't, I, I can't put it any other way. Thank you guys. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, crypto sailor and some other people. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Thanks very much. guys. Yeah. From my perspective, uh, maybe I come from a different kind of angle, having worked so much in application security. I'm very happy that this approach has been taken. Security should always be number one, especially with open source decentralized protocols. In some scenarios, there may be unrecoverable, catastrophic results that you can't anticipate, etc. So this is the appropriate approach to take, and it's a good sign and indicator of what is a very strong team behind a very good protocol that's taking the most important things at the highest priority, which is security. And it does not, I don't think, hinder, of course, anything related to the launching of lending in terms of, you know, its effect or performance or whatever. And uh, it is a great time to, let's say, talk a little bit more or focus a little bit more on a great feature that's already been released. And maybe the market hasn't even fully digested yet. And that is the streaming swaps. So great job to the team in putting priority on security first. 100% confidence. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to sound just like a broken record. I was coming up here to say the exact same thing. Uh, thank you, devs. Thank you, everybody, uh, for prioritizing security and, and rolling this out slow. So let's keep it up. And just on a slight aside, um, obviously, we're in a little bit of a, a down candle right now with this news. But that's just a good thing, too, because... Uh, Lending is going to be, you know, the, the lower the room price is when lending starts, when that first loan goes out, uh, the more likely we are to be successful. So always look for that silver lining and just so impressed with DoorChain and streaming swaps. And let's just keep it going. Thanks, everyone. Yo, I just want to say, I think that uh, given the amount of interest, particularly with lending, a lot of questions and stuff like that, maybe it's a good thing. It gives more time for people to learn more about lending, more learn more about ThorChain see the benefits, um, learn about the streaming swaps. So whilst I was as pumped as everyone else to see to see lending go live, um, there's a lot of benefits to go, you know, to, to have additional time to ensure that everybody um, understands the process and takes that time to understand what is about, what lending is about, given all the extra attention um, and, and the benefits that come with it. Hey, Cebus. Uh, Cybus. Hi, guys. Uh, hello, everyone. What up? Yeah, it's a little bit late from my part of the world, but uh, good morning to everyone or good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, I would just want to say that, that um, we have been able to show uh, the people in the space uh, the potential that Torchain has and the developers who have been putting their hard work after especially the main net was released. So I think the people have now woken up to Torchain after a long time, and this is a good thing. And many people will now have their eyes on this project. So hats off to the developers. And since this is a big chapter to, to, to Torchain and you can redefine the whole of DeFi space, I think it's better to be safe first than sorry. So I think let's be a little bit more patient and we just wait for the heads up from our developers. Thanks. Uh, I think I'm on. Um, but just to say, I've been around since the start. I think uh, what you guys have pulled off um, 
you know, right from the beginning, uh, this is the right call. Uh, I think it's interesting because everybody has been bashing about marketing and that there was no marketing. And I think, you know, with streaming swaps having launched only recently uh, and now lending, we've just got the best uh, marketing of all in that we get to extend it for another while. But I just think, look, security is paramount. Um, you know, for anybody who was around through the original hack two years ago, I think uh, we all know what that means. Um, you know, slow and steady, it's a marathon. And I think what we're delivering on uh, in this um, project is something that uh, DeFi needs. Uh, and I think just the small delay, right, uh, just it's perfect. Uh, and you guys are handling it well. And anybody who hates on us, they were only in it for the quick win. And that's not really what we're about. So from that perspective, kudos, guys. I'm a huge fan of the way you've handled this. I also think it'd be like one thing to, to say right now is just about launching things in such a decentralized network. Cause obviously there's a ton of different actors that are involved. There's, you know, there's nine realms, there's ThorSec, there's the OG core team on the, the ThorChain infrastructure side. Then you have the, the front ends and then you have everybody in the community. Then you have people that are trying to make swaps. Then you have people who are trying to come out and take loans. And it's a, it's a huge, huge effort to coordinate a launch when it, you're not a vertically uh, oriented company. Like there's no one person that's like, hey, we, we need to, this is the date that we're going to launch lending and you know these are the teams that are going to do this is all self-organized and and self-directed and uh, you know while today today was definitely the goal to say like hey everything is ready from from the protocol side uh to to ship uh you know it just it just turns out that it's quite difficult to organize a bunch of decentralized actors when there's not you know one person that's de facto in charge and really calling the shots so I mean, definitely a huge shout out to everyone that's involved in the ecosystem, especially the, the front ends who do a lot of coordination to, to try and make this thing happen. And uh, when we finally launch lending, things are just going to come together uh, even stronger. So I don't, I don't think it'll be long at all, hopefully, till we launch lending, but either way, it's coming. So uh, there's not really a lot of ways to launch features in like in such a decentralized environment. Like we could, like it could just be flipped on in the back end and then nobody on nobody uh, can really use it because it's not available on ThorSwap. It's not available on Lens yet. So there's just a ton of coordination going on behind the scenes. So just shout out to everyone that's actually like, you know, making things happen and uh, really just moving everything around to, to make this work. Uh, and it's people all over the world too, uh, <laughs> obviously. So uh, it, it's quite a monumental effort to like actually get things moving like this, but uh, we're right here at the at the finish line, essentially. So, looking forward to actually getting this thing live in the next couple of days. Yeah, I know the front end devs hadn't slept in a few days, so uh, they're probably already knocked out uh, after this news. So it gives them some time to get caught up. And uh, Prime Directive, I know uh, I brought you up as well, and the crypto lifestyle. Hey, you got me? Yep, we hear you. Awesome. I, I agree that I think the timing is perfect to launch lending directly on the back of streaming swaps. Um, 
it would have been great. But, you know, now we get to see a little bit of the difference between the two. We get to see a little more of the impact of streaming swaps uh, on its own. Uh, What I really wanted to comment on, though, was the just the feeling just you know being on twitter i've been i've been grinding through twitter you know for days and i'm just seeing old old heads coming back like uh like sage and rocket squirrel and so i can't even start naming names because it's just really great to to see and it gives us you know time to spread more awareness like we're, we're not here for like a quick uh I mean, this has been going on for years, right? So it's it's just a great way to um, continue to build our momentum and to continue to get the word out. And like Grassroots said, I think there's another bright side of having a little dip right now. Um, if anybody's been eyeing Rune to add to their bag or to start one, you know, it's it maybe maybe it just went on sale a little bit because of a couple people being disappointed or something. So I know I'm going to be adding too. So I'm not in a rush. I've got to admit I was super 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 excited um, for today's lending launch, but I trust you guys. Always have. I, I have no reason not to, and um, I agree it was the best decision. So keep on Twitter, guys. Couple, Let everybody know what's coming. A couple of responses to what you just said. Uh, one is uh, having a pullback, one of the benefits of that is that it naturally creates volume on the on the protocol. We get more trade volume, right, which is collecting more fees and such. So that's always a positive thing in that, in that regard. But the other thing, um, uh, what was the thing I was going to say? Now I lost it. God damn it. Um, what was the first thing you said? Remind me the first thing you said. How great it's been. oh the to have a separation between launching you know lending and straight these are both incredibly huge things and for them to happen at the same time it would almost I see it as almost taking away from the impact that we can have if we have two giant explosions that are separate from each other as opposed to one all at once and then you get to see the difference between the mechanisms and how everything's affecting the market of having streaming swaps first giving it a little time and then launching lending that's i think what i was saying oh so i think i remember what i was going to say uh you mentioned about the kind of the og people kind of coming back and you mentioned sage and other people and what's really important about that is is it's not people aren't coming back because of some sort of like you know, meme event or some bullshit partnership that maybe doesn't make any much much sense. <clears throat> They're coming back because the fundamentals have changed of Thorchain. Like the actual, uh, its product market fit has significantly shifted and changed just in the last few weeks, largely because of uh, streaming swaps to begin with, and of course lending also shifts that as well. So it's just like to me, it makes me very bullish that people are coming back uh, because the reason why they're coming back is not is because of some really strong fundamental shift that Thorchain is more positioned today to be much more successful as a protocol than it was even a month ago. And that's, that should make, you know, it certainly makes me bullish, but I hope that should make the community in general quite bullish as well. Uh, agreed. I, you know, I, I wish I knew who said it. If I, you know, if I can find it before this is over, maybe I'll post it. But one of the OGs just said today, like, yeah, everything was great. I was here. I was charged up. But, you know, 
something about how we were kind of just it was hard to understand for a lot of people. He's made a couple points of so why like you know he might have pulled back and just like what you said, he's back now because he's like, okay, this is big. The foundation is shifting. You're like this is, I, I see this as the the foundation of of the whole crypto space. Like so many people don't even realize yet what what impact this is going to have. I'm I'm complete. Thank you. Sweet. Thanks for coming up and sharing. And th there's so many people in here. Uh, if anyone wants to come up and just like share their thoughts or experiences or anything like that, um, obviously I got the, the pin tweet on the top here, just announcing the delay in lending in case anyone's just showing up right now. Uh, so that that's currently being delayed do, uh, pending a, a patch coming in the next version, which we should see over the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, I guess right, right now everyone's just kind of sharing their, their thoughts and uh, about the, the entire lending release and it really has been cool seeing over the past i don't know three weeks or so which is like such a short amount of time just how much uh, like how much the protocol i feel like has changed in just the past couple of weeks and that's just with with streaming swaps has been like one of those like pretty big um changes that it's it's kind of changed thorchain in a couple ways where like now we're we're attracting these like much larger swappers like a different type of swapper that we haven't really seen in the past before which in turn is generating uh a, a lot of fees and not just for the for the protocol but for the interfaces as well because you know as like as thor swap is, is putting in streaming swaps and they're they're getting in you know just a swap earlier today for what is it 2100 eth for for rune there's, there's some crazy swaps going through streaming swaps. Uh, that's all generating fees towards the front ends, which I think is like a really positive development because at the end of the day, they're the ones that really deliver the product to, uh, to the end users. So I, I do think that Thorchain's really found it's great, like a, a much stronger product market fit in the past three weeks than it has in the past. And obviously like that's coming on top of all the integrations work that we've been doing, uh, you know, things like, like Trust Wallet, like Ledger, using our infrastructure to offer their users swaps, and then uh, you know looking looking forward to the future, compounding that with lending. Uh, it's a pretty beautiful DeFi ecosystem that's happening right here. Glad to be part of it. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll go ahead, Crossroots. So. I think understanding streaming swaps is really good. Uh, I just saw that there's also uh, a merge request to add streaming swaps for, for lending. So you can see the importance there, how how streaming swaps is going to underpin lending and savers in the future. So that time is really, you know, again, to understand streaming swaps and understand all parts of blockchain um, for people that are new because it's, it's all coming. It's like all this work's coming to fruition all at once. Um, and then that's why there's there's so much so much attention. Thanks. I was actually going to say something very similar to that. You know, all the years you guys have spent working on this protocol, and now it's all coming together. Everything seems to be working out. You never gave up. I mean, it, we've had some lows, we had some highs, but ultimately you guys kept working and kept plinking away at it and solving problems and bug fixing and 
you know, it, it was a messy ride and as it was supposed to be chaos net, the whole thing, but here we are. And it's quite clear that DeFi now has a competitive advantage over CFI. I mean, you guys did it, <laughs> you know, um, and we're seeing that now the rest of the market, everyone's waking up. That's why there's so many people in this room. They realize what you guys have done and you guys are not done yet. You guys are just getting started and it's, it's just, it's incredible. It really is. Thank you guys. Yeah. And you guys should really be directed towards the entire community because it's, it's definitely by no means any small group that's, that's working on this. The, like the Thor, Thor chains, you know, core infrastructure is worked on by many different teams, you know, ranging from like OGs to, to nine realms to independent contributors. Then you have all the front ends and then you have all the independent researchers that are, that are taking looks at Thorchain. There's so many people that are involved with the success of this protocol. So it, it, it's pretty incredible just like looking out at how many different people are involved with the success of this. And it really does speak to the actual decentralized nature of Thorchain. And I, I, I know it's true that Thorchain is one of, if it, one of the most decentralized uh, products that's, that's available in the entire crypto space. And I, I would, I would definitely hold that true. I like to hear if you guys uh, agree they're up on stage like Chad or, or Pluto or whoever. And also brought up uh, a couple of people from the audience. Hey, hey guys, can you hear me? Hey, Amen. Hi, guys. Uh, so I wanted to say that the fact that people are coming back to this space, um, I think it's basically because uh, most people understand that we are starting the new bull market phase. And they are looking around to uh, find the best projects to invest on. So um, if you look at all the projects here, I think the Torchain is the best bet. And smart people know that and Torchain is the best bet. Uh, Torchain uh, is matured and uh, secure. Uh, in the previous bull market, um, we we wasn't ready for the bull market. And um, we had ChaosNet, we had, uh, you know, exploits. But um, I think uh, at this stage, Torchain is the most mature and also um, is the only project that has a very valuable um, uh, it, it has a lot of value to, values to offer. And I think it's basically um, it's the point that every crypto project is going to end up. Everything is going, going to um, be exchanged on Torchain. It's going to be the hub of the whole crypto ecosystem. So I think um, we should uh, look at it um, long term. And it's a smart decision that uh, you guys decided to uh, don't rush the code uh, and keep it safe. Um, we expect Torchain to be the long term winner. Thank you, guys. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep. Great. I had a question. I think maybe for Bear Forward or Pluto. I saw that Wolf of DeFi posted uh, the APYs that these pools are paying now. I think you know because of the streaming swaps, like the Bitcoin pool, the deepest pool was up over a thousand percent. And I'm just wondering what they're, what you guys think about in terms of the sustainability of these APYs. 
Well, APYs in general are kind of hard to compute because it depends upon like what time frame you're talking about. Um, but I'll I'll say this more generally, like that we expected the the the, the fees to go down um, and somewhat due to due to the streaming swaps because that's, that's what it's doing is charging less in fees, making it more viable product for a larger a group of people. The the idea, the intent was that, like, okay, the people who are trading now are going to pay less in fees for for, the, for at least some percentage of them. But by opening this up and allowing the market, like our, our market being much larger, that would kind of supplement the fees and, and kind of improve things. So it, we didn't really quite know with any kind of certainty whether fees would go up or down necessarily. We could see reasonable scenarios where it goes up and reasonable scenarios where it goes down. Um the I think part of the reason why APYs are kind of like like they're kind of pumping in the last week or so is because that uh, as an as a dual side LP, this is less true for for savers people, but um, for as a dual side LP, um, your 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 yield has actually has a has a more of a kind of a, a weighted on the rune price than the asset price, and so because rune has been basically like the biggest pumping token in crypto for the past week. Plus whatever it's been, um, it's created. It's moved a lot of value from the pools, from the savers to the dual set LPs, which causes their yield to go obviously up quite significantly. So I think that the APYs we're seeing now are uh, well, a that they're real. They actually are APYs people are experiencing. I don't know if it's thousand percent accurate way of putting it or not, but I can't put an actual number on it. But um, I think. We should see is if Rune's price continues to move the way it is. I think those those APIs will probably stay where they are, or maybe even increase. If Rune's price kind of levels off, you know, or 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 even pulls down, like it's been pulled down since we made this announcement, now it's now at dollar fifty one right now. Then you probably see a little bit decrease in the APIs and so so forth and so on. So I think it's it's a multifaceted kind of complex scenario, and there's a lot of different ways you can kind of look at it. Which case, many of those are perfectly valid. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, and let me add a little bit to the APY things. This is something I talked about before, but uh, definitely not. Um, uh, okay, so APYs like vary based on a couple different things. And and first off, obviously, dual LPs are rune levered. So obviously, rune's been performing well over the past you know couple days or, or weeks, and that means that dual LPs you know experience more of that. Um, it, they gain more value when when rune goes up versus the asset so that that's definitely one thing but second off just a general point about aprs or apys is that it's always a backwards looking metric that's essentially just it, it's drawing a trend line between two points in time so there's a couple of variables that go into that too where if you're looking at a short term apr like you're looking at it 24 hours you you're looking at what what was whatever value 24 hours ago and what's it worth today and then extrapolating that to a year right so if you're doing that for 24 hours that that number is going to vary hugely if if i jump right now and i measure my velocity at the start of my jump and then you know a foot into my jump you could extrapolate that i'm going to go to the moon and i'm i'm going to go into outer space right and obviously that's not going to happen so uh APRs are are completely backwards looking thing and obviously have no bearing on future performance. So uh, people should be careful with APRs and uh look deeper into understanding what they what they mean and what you're actually looking at because APRs 
it's it's not if you look at a thousand percent APR, I'm gonna you know compound this in like four days. You know, obviously that's that's not gonna happen. Like we all live on we all live in reality. We we live uh, <laughs> we we live in a sane in a sane world. Like obviously that's that's not gonna happen. So definitely use your brains and and try and understand like what data is actually telling you because there's a lot of different ways to present data to be misleading. And obviously past data is not indicative of future performance that goes the same for uh for like a, a downtrend or an uptrend if you draw a straight point between a straight line between any two points that's not at all indicative of where that line would go in the future if you draw it between two other points so just the point i wanted to make about aprs just last thing on that but all of that is because this is dealing mostly real yield right and other protocols, other like a lot of yield things that have been out there, especially like further back, you know, when DeFi was was really crazy. It's like, oh, okay, we're gonna dump a whole bunch of tokens into this pool every day, and the APY is gonna be fifty percent to four forty thousand percent, whatever it's gonna be, right? Um, whereas in this case, like, yeah, it's actually dependent on the real usage and and all the price movement of Rune, like like Chad said. So, um, yeah, you already covered it, but backwards looking not necessarily forwards looking but uh yeah they're definitely they're de they've definitely been way up yeah that's really helpful thanks in my mind i'm trying to balance how much of it's from all the all the new volume and how much of it's from the price but obviously it makes a lot of sense if the price is mooning then the apys are going to moon as well thanks guys yep uh, Yasha, hey. Hello, can you hear me? Okay, yep, so what's up? I just wanted to say that um, TorChain in general is like one of the most exciting things that is being built right now. And you don't get that very often. Uh, back in the DeFi summer in 2019, we had like a lot of innovations um uniswap was like one of the biggest ones but if you think about stuff that's being built right now it's mostly like copy pastas and with minor changes and it fascinates me how torchain devs kind of bring these amazing new features all the time uh all the way back from like the economic design to synthetics and now basically just kind of using not just the technology from Torchain, but using other market participants, for example, arbitrage bots, to kind of access the whole liquidity from the whole crypto market, either it's on centralized exchanges or decentralized via streaming. Uh, I'm not hearing you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going crazy then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. Can't hear you anymore. Maybe try back in a minute. You're always, you don't want to be the first guy to say, is he talking? And, you know, he is. <laughs> and you interrupt him. Yeah. I think Elon should have uh, deferred the, the launch of Twitter spaces. I think that would have been a good idea. Yeah, we get liquidated on here all the time. <laughs> Every week, dude. One thing I'd say is that, like, um, is that, like, people who 
are disappointed by this decision that, that the team and the community has made here. Um, like to me, I don't see the, the long term of this in the sense of like, okay, we're delaying it, you know, whatever the amount of time it is. I don't, I don't even know off the top of my head, but like, you know, we're, we're still launching the thing. It's like the fundamentals haven't shifted at all. So just like, okay, it said this week, it's going to be some other point. And, and so like, as soon as we start lending, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these people will probably come, come back and, and, and are speaking. And then on top of that, like we still have like so much things in front of us that we're really kind of, you know, bullish on, right? Like, Memoless transactions would be one example of, of um, allowing any sw- any wallet in the world to swap use Thorchain as a matter if it integrates directly or not, like other wallets have done so far. You know, order books something I'm really bullish on would increase uh, capital efficiency, increase trade volume, increase pool depths. Like it just adds in a, a, a power like a, a power tool or a professional tool, a trading tool for for like a larger segment of, of the population. So it's just like there's so many things going on. Even purpose is something we've been, we've been chatting about and trying to uh, iron on a design idea how this would work. Like there's so much still going on. Like even after streaming swap, even after lending, there's like still so many things to be bullish on. So it's just like to me, it's just like this little. It's just a bump in the road, and it's just you know, and and you know, in a couple of weeks, like nobody will even remember that it happened. <laughs> practically, it would just be like you know, old news. Not to mention things like generic message passing, which as far as I'm aware, no one is using yet, which is baked into the protocol already. It's live today. Uh, so you can do generic message passing, which in, like, as far as I know, entire networks are spinning up right now to try and do this like uh, cross-chain generic message passing thing, which is you know just something that we just flipped on on, on ThorChain a couple of weeks ago, which no, one's really, no, which no one's making use of yet, but um, you know, something we're definitely looking into. Um, and major new integrations, which obviously, um, you know, we wouldn't want to announce those before they're before they're ready. But um, we're looking forward to some some pretty big uh, integrations. People using Thorchain for for savers for swaps, and then um, you know, hopefully, after after some baking, uh, we get Thorchain lending in uh, offered in some some pretty major venues. So we're looking forward to seeing like where we can push it. Um, just on the integrations front, not, not only with swaps, which obviously that's one of the huge value drivers of just getting Thorchain swaps into the hands of as many people as possible and really making that accessible to a lot of people. But, you know, we also have savers, we have lending, which then we can start um, shipping out and um, just getting it into the hands of, of more people, not just people who, you know, know to go on, on ThorSwap or Lens to take out uh, a loan. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, I was chatting with one of the other uh, core team members the other day, and just we were saying how like when the market goes bull again, and, and the industry is you know gets gets more engaged in that kind of stuff, that people are still pretty pretty sleepy these days. But like the position that Thorchain is in, net, like on this bull market, coming bull market versus the position that it was in in the last bull market, are like night and fucking day. Like this completely far away from each other in terms of like how well we are positioned, like. Nine Realms is like killing it with their integrations and there's more coming up that are like super massive that I really can't talk about yet. And I wish I could, but like there's like major features like, like loans and streaming swaps. There's like, like just so much is positioned so positively for, for this network that when we go to back to the bull market and whatever time frame that's going to be, like it's, we're going to be such in a better position by like at least a hundred X in terms of like, how well positioned we are as a protocol. I'm not saying 100x, 100x the price necessarily, but like 100x in terms of like 
how well presented. I, it just makes me incredibly bullish on this on this protocol, but to such a relatively extreme amount, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, even if you look at just the integrations that are already announced, like like Ledger, which is obviously like one of the biggest names in the space, um, and something that you know the ThorSwap team has been working on hard over the past you know number of weeks. Um, yeah, right now they're they're live in the Discover tab, and it's just a lot of work getting uh, you know gearing up to actually be like a more major provider in in Ledger. So. Uh, even just that, so you look at how much volume that Trust Wallet drives through ThorChain, which is an incredible amount, and you look at how much fees, liquidity fees their users produce goes off making swaps. You see giant swaps firing off in Trust Wallet all the time. I, I know a lot of you guys have, have seen these alerts and things like that. I'm just, you know, the, the size that's kind of going through there and generating fees. But if just one integration uh, kind of changes the landscape of... Uh, you know, ThorChain sustainability and kind of flipping the the block rewards, so to speak, um, as in uh, liquidity fees are greater than, than block rewards um, with just one major integration. Uh, you know, what, what we see after getting a whole suite of them is going to be on, on another level for sure. Well, I was watching uh, the Rune Ranger uh, and looking at his tweet two hours ago. I haven't checked, but he says that today, today, has been the highest swap volume since May of 2022. And the day's not over, obviously. And we might exceed the highest swap volume ever. We might make history today. So that's amazing. The biggest swap ever was today, I believe. Was it that um, uh, 2,150 ETH swap? Was that, is that the biggest swap ever? in the protocol's history and, and it's that gotta have been definitely the biggest streaming swap so i would imagine the biggest swap total i mean if you Anyone? if you did that without a streaming swap you just did it straight up like maybe you could have done that when the market yeah. was super bull and we and the amount of liquidity in the network was like probably about 6x what it was what it is today in terms of like dollar value uh coin wise i think we're much higher than it was during the bull market but i think um Dollar wise, we're, we're we're about six x lower. Maybe then that would be possible, possibly maybe, but still, like you wouldn't be able to get that kind of size without streaming swaps. I'm pretty sure it was nowhere near this. I mean, I think we would remember if there was a four million dollar swap. <laughs> but yeah, hundred yeah, that... percent. There has not been. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see like how that'll trend. You know, people are just becoming more and more familiar with streaming swaps by the day. It seems like it's continuing to have more every day higher size on each every day seemingly not that that's going to continue forever obviously but clearly like with any new feature people kind of tiptoe in the same way that's how lending will go a little bit i mean it's going to be capped in some level but people will obviously ape in but uh yeah i mean clearly it's just uh becoming more and more adopted so who knows like i'm excited to see uh how big the swaps get in in the future yeah i think like because the stream swaps are largely because stream swaps, I mean, and i'm sure lending played a role as well but like uh i think rune at some point recently became like the 15th highest traded cryptocurrency asset in the entire industry and a lot of that's because when you swap from bitcoin to eth you're doing a double swap you're doing bitcoin to rune and then rune to eth and so the trade volume of rune itself i think increases naturally from just somebody going from bitcoin to eth depending on how you want to do your accounting. But like we've already seen ThorChain become like the fifth uh, or sixth, whatever it is, 
largest decks by volume, you know, just largely because of stream swaps just and, and all this kind of action happening. It's just, it's incredible to see that like, we've definitely hit our stride and I think there's no arguing against it really. And, and I'm very fascinated to see what happens over the next, you know, six months when there's really more time for more UIs to adopt stream swaps other than just ThorSwap. Uh, and you, now you start to see Trust Wallet, you start to see like Ledger integrating with, with, with streaming swaps and like really have it kind of more take off when more UIs use it and more, more awareness comes by through the next six months or so. And then on top of that, you also have like lending happening too, which is obviously going to be like its own beast in its own right. So it's just like the next six months are going to be pretty bonkers. <laughs> Chad, I'm going to ask you this like every hour, but has your uh, has your source messaged you back yet? Uh, let me check one second. Because I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for word from them before we can chip out the V119 release. Uh, how does email work, by the way? <laughs> I don't think so. Doesn't look like it. Dang. Well, we'll all be anxiously awaiting. Yeah, I say, I say we give it, you know, uh, 12 to 24 hours for the source to, to get back to me to make sure we're agreeing on the terms of the disclosure and that kind of stuff. I don't want to step any toes. Obviously, this person's being, you know, uh, a, a good a good individual, but coming forth and, and responsibly disclosing. So I don't, really don't want to, you know, step on somebody's toes and such. So I want to be careful about it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we, we can't just like sit on this forever we have to get the thing out there and like at the same time so let's just give them like 20, hour, 20 uh, 12 hours maybe 24 at most and, and we'll make a decision as a team how we want to move forward awesome sounds good yeah chad i think we, we should stay in this space until he he gets back and we ship 119 what do you think you want to marathon this shit let's marathon this shit <laughs> mm-hmm. i think chad could keep talking for 24 hours no problem well, I was born on October 1982. <laughs> it was a Thursday. <laughs> Chad just found SPF's Adderall stash, and uh, he's going to ship 119 out tonight. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to have to jump, but I found that tweet. And uh, just to kind of hit uh, Chad B's point, it was from Logan Shippy, and he said, I'll be honest, I lost faith in Rune. During peak bear FUD, I thought that ThorChain was too complicated and not user-friendly enough for normies, but things changed. Improved UI, UX, stream swaps, and now lending. This is one of the most promising projects in the industry. Yeah, I mean, in general, like, the ThorChain obviously is a very complicated project with a lot of moving parts to it. And, and it, in my view, it... it, it it is that way because it has to be that way because what we're trying to accomplish is a very technically complex thing. Trying to, if there was a simple solution to it, somebody would have done it, you know, five years ago. But like, I always think to myself that like, you know, that the complexity of the protocol itself doesn't really matter in terms of the from the user's perspective. Like, when you get into a car and go for a drive, you don't really have to have the understanding of how a piston works or, or. Uh, um, or a, um, a carburetor works or like spark plugs or like, like very few people actually understand these concepts, but they all, but they need to understand it's like how, how steering works and how the pedals work and like that kind of stuff. And I think like, as long as we keep 
um, the product itself, you know, uh, powerful and flexible. Then we have really, really strong UIs like ThorSwap, Thor Wallet, you know, Trust Wallet, so forth and so on that are actually building very like simple and easy to understand interfaces so that people can actually trade and swap and all these kind of things. Especially as we get into more of like the pro features like order books, for example, you know, and a lot of people to start using more pro features on ThorChain to, to kind of ascertain a, a different kind of audience or different kind of market. I think that's just all going to be bullish for the for the protocol in the long term, even if the me mechanics underneath it all are quite complex and, and hard to understand. Mm, sorry, guys. I want to ask something about the next steps. Um, you just mentioned order books, and I saw somewhere somebody talking about preps. I just wanted to ask how does the prep is going to look like and how, how does it going to work? Um, so the, the purpose design is something that's like being actively worked on and, and nothing is final at this point, of course. Um, even with, just to give some context, like even the lending design that we, we kind of landed on, like uh, myself and other individuals who are part of the design of, the, of it, um, you know, we, just, we went through many iterations over a long period of time. Like we've been working on ideas around lending for probably close to two years now. The one we're actually shipping now was actually um, the the idea was was what came up about a year ago. So it's taken us a year just from the ideation to the actual shipment of this particular feature. In large part, because it's complicated, a lot of moving parts. We want to do a lot of auditing, that kind of thing. But like perps, I think. Um, so far in the thinking of perps, like there's nothing crazy about it. There's no like no liquidations or like anything like, you know, you know, out, outside of the, the normal spec of what we typically see in, in perps. But uh, they would likely use derived assets just, just as lending is. And so uh, when people take a perps position, they are taking a they're uh, trading into a into a derived asset and then taking a long or a short position. Um, the network is taking profit on the entry and exit through swaps. We're also burning rune as part of that. If you're minting or if you're minting or burning a perp, you're also minting and burning rune uh, permanently. Uh, and then on top of that, we're kind of discussing this idea of uh, of like um, of uh, what we call slip squared, which is basically a way of like liquidating early. And the liquidation, like was the the early part, the extra part, the would just be burned burned forever. So the protocol would benefit just by forever burning uh, more rune and just removing more drive assets from the network itself, which is also very positive for the protocol. And then the, the you know the value itself outside of the extra would just go to the longs or they'll go to the shorts. The other side, whatever whatever side is being liquidated, the other side of it. So in the end, you you end up having a, a perps design that is um, obviously cross chain, and that by itself is monumentally large. Uh, but also it just it just basically prints money for the protocol. The, the, um, either the reserve is profiting or the LPs, uh, sorry, reserve is profiting or the, the room holders are profiting uh, in a, quite a good amount. So that, that's why we're kind of excited about it in, in part because it would just be super profitable for, for the protocol. And also it will be likely, you know, uh, change the trade volume of the network quite significantly. We've seen like, I saw a tweet from Zaki uh, just the other day uh, that like, I can't remember what the name of the protocol was, some perps protocol on Cosmos exceeded the trade volume of, of osmosis uh, just because it's a perps and perps like are just super in demand. Like people are coming in all, all the time. So I would imagine that the trade volume on Thorchain would be 
you know, I think it would be for me, it would be pretty conservative to say two X on the trade volume. Uh, maybe so much, so much, maybe something much larger. So it's just like, I think we're all very excited with the idea of purpose. We have to make sure we nail down the idea of design with the considered about like possible attack vectors, price manipulations, like these kinds of things, which all needs to be worked out and, and kind of validated, researched and these kind of things. So purpose is not close to being launched anytime soon, but it is something that we're all um, actively thinking on and, and coming up with a solid design. Thanks, Chad. No worries. Hey, just edit up Juggernaut and collect XR. Yeah, Gem guys, literally like this is so weird. Um, I came across like four chain today. I was just like checking up on it and um, went to follow you guys. So you're on a space. So. Now I'm on a fucking stage with you guys. What's good? Um, I'm not going to stay on for long, but could you just give me the TLDR? Like, it's basically cross-chain across so many different chains with optimized gas fees, right? Something like ETH to Bitcoin directly. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you want to You want me to grab it? <laughs> yeah, 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 I got it. Sorry, I was I was just reveling because you know I'm sure you're not the only person that just like maybe just randomly wandered in here. And uh, all right, so what what we're about to say is probably pro an overly. Um, all right, let, let's just get into this. So yeah, so Thorchain does at, at its core. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, sure. So at, at its core, it does cross chain swaps. It does. Uh, it does everything cross chain liquidity. So we have vaults of like native Bitcoin, native Ethereum, uh, and other other chains. And the, the entire network is basically just security for those vaults, and then things built on top of that. So uh, yeah. So we do we do cross chain swaps. You swap Bitcoin for Ether using Thorchain. Thorchain is basically like a middleware chain that observes things happening on other chains and then moves its own funds according to um what it observes so uh yeah it, it's one of the one of the coolest projects and i mean it is the coolest project in this space honestly and ever since i first read about the design i i'm sure i'm not alone here i could not stop thinking about it and i was just but you know, then, um, you know, it, it was one of those things that uh was was just very um, eye-opening uh reading about the, chase design uh, which i highly recommend for you to do infrastructure like it's built on bmb right um yeah, so Thorchain is built with uh, Cosmos SDK, and it so every Thor node runs a BNB chain client. It runs a Bitcoin client. Uh, so it, it, it runs on uh, old Cosmos fork, and it, which you know we're we're one of the oldest uh, Cosmos uh, projects out there. Nice man, I'll look into it more. Thank you. Oldest and best, Kyle. Come on, get it right. Oh, I forgot the tag. Sorry, I was reading the script you gave me, Chad. Uh, <laughs> I missed a few lines, I think. Your handwriting is really bad. I've got some videos that, uh, some of my older videos that would explain the, uh, the overview. So what about in terms of like want. speed and fees and stuff? Like how does it sit compared to like HVAR or Solana or like Ripple or something? Yeah, so Thorchain itself has six-second block finality, but obviously you're dealing with external blockchain. So Bitcoin has 10-minute block times. Ethereum has, was it, um, a minute? Um, so 
there's basically two different ways to use the network. You can use it as just a middleware chain where you're, you know, putting in a Bitcoin transaction, you're sending real Bitcoin to ThorChain, and then you're giving it a memo saying, hey, swap this to ETH. But you have to wait for, you know, obviously confirmations on the Bitcoin blockchain. You have to wait for ThorChain to process it. And then you have to wait for, uh, depending on your swap size, you might have to wait for outbound confirmations. Um, And not every chain is instant finality. So if you're going L1 to L1, it's a very variable amount of time that it could be depending on the swap size or what chains you're using, especially. Uh, But if you're, so you could think of, of that as one thing. And then there's also using ThorChain itself kind of like a centralized exchange. So we have these assets called synthetic assets, which are backed by the liquidity on the protocol. And it's like synth Bitcoin, synth Ether. And you can trade those at the speed of ThorChain. So you you could trade those with six second finality all day and uh, make swaps to some pretty serious size if you you want to. And I think of that more like, you know, having a uh, an account on a centralized exchange where this is just um, it's 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 really backed by all liquidity all the L1 liquidity that's on ThorChain, but it trades at the speed and finality of uh, of ThorChain, but and you can set it off to L1 at any any time. Just to put some numbers, uh, ThorChain can do about 5,000 5, TPS and it's processed over 100,000 swaps in, you know, in one day. So the, the speed's quite good, but it's obviously dependent because it's connecting L1 chains. It's dependent on that speed in the observation, but as Cal said, internally, it can go quite fast. It's not really bottlenecked. Um, like, well, how does it get rich anywhere near its bottleneck? Sorry, I just go, yeah, uh, and, and ThorChain is very modular. It's not a it's not a smart contract chain. Like you can't build and deploy a smart contract on ThorChain. ThorChain is built for this very specific purpose of securing liquidity on other chains. So that's the entire purpose and infrastructure around ThorChain is just thinking for how do you secure assets on other chains without using any kind of third-party dependencies like no no oracles uh no uh api feeds like no you know tapping into other other liquidity um it's only using what's what's available to it first party data that it that it can secure so it's just a completely different model of of looking at things uh and yeah hopefully that answered most of your questions definitely look into it and we do these spaces uh fairly often uh, we we try and shoot for every week every other week so uh you know we're around so welcome no, to the door uh, chad community looking through the tweets because i saw one earlier about someone sending like a million in bitcoin or something but i found a similar one where it's saying from eth to bitcoin it only took like a 0.6 i'm not even here to show four chains this is literally the first time i'm come across this so um i'm just looking into it as i'm going along but literally 0.6% percentage slip from ETH to Bitcoin on like 38 Bitcoin worth of like volume. Um, you, you have higher slippage on like ETH to ETH coins. So that's crazy. I'm, I'm very bullish. I'll let you guys like carry on with like the conversation. Yeah. Hey, hey I am gl- I'm very happy for you, honestly, for uh, finding out about ThorChain. It's such a great time. So congratulations. Oh. Good, sir. Yeah, honestly, it's awesome. It, it, this reminds me of me and you, Cow, like a year or two ago, hosting like six-hour marathon spaces and just explaining ThorChain over and over and over to every every new person. So we're here for it. You know, there's no there's no stupid questions. Like you, like this is the most fascinating protocol out there, and like you just you gotta you gotta start somewhere. And, and in terms of like pricing, like all-time high has been what like twenty dollars or something. So right now, about under two dollars. 
that gives it like a stretch of nearly like a 10x just to go back to its all time high. All right, no, no, nobody, nobody tell him about lending. No, no, nobody say anything. You, you, you got to figure that one out for yourself. <laughs> Thanks, I'm man. Good. Appreciate you coming up. Let's just say the supply is not necessarily fixed anymore. I'm sorry, I kicked him off already, but I, I can bring him back up. Are you asking not, if he had a tr- if he has a trust wallet? I think your connection is a little rough, Pluto. Yeah, did you go make some cross chain swaps? You'll figure it out pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know when I when I first read about Thorchain, I spent like two weeks just trying to understand it and you know get a good grasp on it because it, it really is one of the most fascinating things I've been able to come across and. Um, that's why I'm I'm so fortunate that we're all we all get to to be here and kind of sharing this. No one said anything about Sabers either. That's you don't want to overload the guy. Nah, that's all good, man. Um, I was just gonna say I appreciate you guys letting me on, and I won't troll him. Like when you come onto like my spaces and stuff, you see that I use sound bites and shit all the time. You guys are welcome to join. I do like morning spaces. I know it's like probably a different time zone to you guys completely, but um, yeah, we do a lot of research around like different. Uh, web free projects that are actually real that actually have utility that actually like building something for community something that could actually be used for like the future of finance and stuff like uh, we're all for that kind of stuff speaking about that chad um maybe we should, you should talk a little bit about your vision of lending and you know what you think that actually contributes to the um to the space because obviously that's one of the things that we'd love to talk about when when lending is live but it doesn't look like we're gonna have that opportunity right now but i would love to hear like your thoughts about you know what you think lending actually brings to like the the crypto space in in general and then obviously beyond that like you know looking at um it, a very broad view of what you think lending actually contributes. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you look at it from an objective perspective, think of it this way. We in this industry have been uh, doing loans with Bitcoin almost entirely via block fives and Voyagers and Celsius and these kind of things. And obviously that didn't work out so well. And, but it was heavily utilized. Like each one of these uh, companies had were you know, had, 10 billion plus dollars worth of you know bitcoin and other assets and such so like they're they're not small right obviously they're they're, they're actually quite incredibly large and um we've never really seen um at least in my opinion never really seen a properly done uh decentralized option for layer one bitcoin so not just bitcoin but other like non-evm chains like doge and you know everything else out there uh, that's the first thing to, to, to be mindful of. It's like we're the first and the only ones related to proper lending for, um, you know, the elephants in the room, which would be Bitcoin. Um, but it doesn't just stop right there. I think the the problem that I think that a lot of people have with lending in general in the DeFi space is that it's just highly fucking stressful, right? You always have to be worried about liquidations and interest rates ballooning up and, you know, arbitrary large amounts. And so you're just constantly like stressed all the time. You're constantly looking at your phone for like what the price of ETH is or whatever the hell the asset is and you're checking out what your interest rates are and you kind of have to get out quick. And it's just very stressful. And I think what's really great about the lending design here is that because it's, ha- it's structured so differently than every other lending protocol we've seen in, in 
and TradFi, CFi, and even DeFi, we can do things that nobody else can do, and we can offer attributes that nobody else in the industry can do. And so in the end, you're left with a, a loan the, from a borrower's perspective is basically the perfect loan from their perspective, right? They get to have, uh, they get to maintain their exposure to Bitcoin. They get to spend their Bitcoin to, you know, buy a car or, or you know, they get a medical emergency. You know, their mother has a, a problem, medically speaking, and be able to still have their price exposure to Bitcoin, not sell their sats. And they can do that without paying some like arbitrary variable rate interest rate. Which even in the housing industry, like having a variable rate interest rate, for, even within housing, is always kind of a dangerous thing to do for obvious reasons. Uh, but but also be able to do that without worrying about getting liquidated, and that's just like we've never seen that before in the industry. And it it empowers people to be able to take out a loan on their Bitcoin or their ETH or their Doge or their Litecoin or whatever the hell it's going to be, and just have the the sanity of mind that you can go out and they can use that money to go live their lives and improve the quality of life, whether that is. You know, buying a car, dealing with a medical emergency, you know, whatever it is, arbitrarily could be buying a coffee. I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. And to be able to do that with with like a peace of mind is astronomically large for the entire industry. Right. And so um, in my mind, when this thing launches and, and it saddens me that we, had, we, we delayed it, but we, I guess we made the right choice. But when it does, we are, in my view, overnight, just making the entire industry look like a bunch of dinosaurs. We've now developed an entire different lending design that makes the old one just look like dog shit, to be honest with you. That assumes that our lending design is is uh, correct and that it works and all these kind of things. And we don't know that that is correct yet, right? This is a very novel idea, experimental. It could not work, you know. Who knows? And that's why we start small and, and, and kind of lever up over time as we see more success and confirmation that this stuff actually works. But assuming that all, it all works and things works as well as I, as I think it will or I hope that it will, then we will forever change the industry, not just within the Ethereum space, but in the entire cryptocurrency space. And I don't think that can be something that can be ignored. Just like you can't really ignore streaming swaps. Like you can't really ignore five basis points trades and, and be able to outbid every centralized exchange in the, in the industry. You can't just ignore that shit. And you can't just ignore if we have a completely innovative and different design that allows, that empowers people much more so than they ever have in any traditional CFI or decentralized finance scenario. So that's like incredibly bullish for the project. And obviously we benefit a lot from these, so loans, being, from these loans being open and such, but it's, it, the industry as a whole, I would argue, benefits more from this project, from this feature, than Fortune itself does. That's what I add to that. Just me up. Um, so I remember Celsius talking about uh, being unbanked, like actually providing a, the ability to be unbanked. And obviously Celsius didn't work out. So with lending and savings and swapping, Thorchain, I think, is living that vision that Celsius didn't do of being able to unbank yourself. So you're able to take out a loan and not worry about the headache of being liquidated and the interest and expiry. You're able to, to you know, have savings, put your crypto in and earn interest in a decentralised, in a much safer way without having to do all the wrapping, without having to do all the, you know, take on that additional risk that you have to in, in Eastland or in other places. So it's the it's that ultimate vision that you can do. And I think it's that delivering on that promise of what we all thought 
you know, DeFi can do. So that's why, you know, lending is just probably the, I don't know, the pinnacle of, of being able to do that in that decentralized way, having those, um, that, that idea and vision and some of that philosophy that Bitcoin has, you know, be decentralized, not having to, to have that uh, individual like, trust an organization or, or an individual third party or someone having control. So I think not only from the end person point of view, I've, I've been able to use their Bitcoin to take out a loan, to you know, live their lives with it. But it's that ability to unbank, to, to remove themselves from the, from the existing system, to have an alternative in a much safer and decentralized way. Thanks. Yeah, this, this, to that point, like this is one of the great things about this, this project in my mind is that we are effectively doing everything that BlockFi was doing, everything that Voyeur, what Voyeur was, was doing, everything that uh, Celsius was doing. We are doing it and we're doing it in a complete decentralized way in a much more fair and transparent way. Uh, and then we're also doing everything that like Uniswap does, for example, but instead of just doing ETH and shitcoin trades, we're doing Bitcoin and ETH trades. Like, like just like honestly, just looking from an objective perspective, like if you just look at the like the, like those companies that were doing what they were doing, BlockFi and stuff, they were multi dozens of billions of dollars each. And then you have like you know Uniswap doing four hundred million, five hundred million dollars of trade volume a day, just trading shitcoins and ETH, which is just like not the same as Bitcoin and ETH. Like we should be 10x the volume of, of Uniswap in my view. Like, like there's so much room to go up here because we're providing something for the industry that the industry has never seen before, right? And then it's something the industry desperately, obviously, certainly needs and wants. So just like it makes me so bullish on this on this project when we keep on just shipping these like just game changing features. Yeah, absolutely, that's. And it's the vision to deliver that outcome. That's that's what drives you, you know. Um, so that's what that's what drives me to make the videos, to bring the understanding, so people can understand what blockchain is delivering, and then how that can impact the you know the individual individual person, um, as well as the industry. So that's from my point of view. Um, Cal, I can talk about Asgard X uh, when you got time. Just just let me know. Yeah, man, let's do it. I definitely want to hear an Asgard X update. So uh, I've been doing some, some work with some others on Asgard X to, to as that was um, the, the prime developer left. Asgard X is a desktop application. It's like a wallet in exchange. It's an interface for blockchain. So we recently did a release, actually two releases for Asgard X to support uh, synthetics. And then the next point is, or the next objective is to implement uh, streaming swaps. It's got quite a complex code base, um, so it's a lot of learning there. So we're going to implement streaming swaps. Uh, so then you'll be able to implement streaming swaps on a swap, which actually be really good. And then um, look on to implementing savers, saving with streaming swaps, and then ultimately uh, lending. So Asgardex provides is, is open source platform so you can download the code for yourself which is really good uh, not all interfaces for full chain is uh, free and open source like that we have implemented an affiliate fee of 10 basis points now which is quite low compared to other ones which is usually 30 basis points and we're just looking to to take asgard x and put that into make that free up-to-date open source um uh, exchange which i think is very important because there needs to be an, an independent free open source um, alternative that people can use instead of perhaps going to 
something like Trust Wallet um, or, or a company that's obviously profit-seeking. This isn't, isn't really going to be a uh, – it's more of an independent doing it for, for the passion type thing. So if you have any questions regarding Asgadics, um, I'm, I'm happy to take them. By the way, we're we're just about to pass a hundred million dollars in trade volume on Thorchain uh, trade volume today, which is fucking baller. Dude, that's insane. I I think we might have had one or two hundred million dollar days before, if I remember right, maybe earlier this year. But I think we the last one time we saw something like this was when FTX had a complete meltdown, and everybody was like trading like crazy because of it. I think that's the last time we saw something like this. Does that reset in 20 minutes? Are we are we just about to hit it? I'm guessing it's at zero GMT. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think Oleg might know the answer to that or more Gerky. I'm sure we can adjust the 24 hours somehow. So today is the highest <laughs> trading volume day. Don't worry, Chad. Let, let, I like where your head's to, at. To 20, 28 hours. Let's just do that. <laughs> the, the, the record-setting 28-hour stretch. <laughs> Hey, Mogarki, the product lead at ThorSwap. What's up, dude? Mog, you're on mute. You there? Maybe he's pulling himself together. Um, he's still learning how to use Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Chad, on Lending Launch, um, I, I guess one of the things to talk about is starting with just ETH and BTC. I, I totally think that's the right move as well, just to have less to monitor on the launch. That way there isn't, you know, we're not starting lending with, um, you know, just people taking out like, you know, Doge trade, you know, just like random, like thing, where there's there's more surface area for, you know, uh, and so, so as a more constricted monitoring area to start with just ETH and, and BTC. Um, so I'm wondering, like, you know, what you th- what you think about, um, like, expanding to the other, um, to the other chains, like, you know, what, do we, what, what do you what, like, what do you think we should be looking for to, you know, make the determination, like, all right, let's, let's open it up. Um, and start doing lending everything. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think it makes sense to, to start targeted, like, as we all as we always do in Thorchain land. We always like we don't we don't just YOLO a launch. We we generally just be very conservative of the way we launch things, and we scale things as a, as we get confirmation that the code is good and you know features baked, you know so forth and so on. Things are safe, etc. And I think uh, starting with Bitcoin ETH makes a lot of sense. Obviously, that's where the most of the demand is. Like people are looking for Bitcoin loans and ETH loans. Is obviously the most significant demand. Um, it's actually also beneficial because those chains are kind of. Um, uh, have a, uh, a significant amount of, of conf counting, it makes it more safe for the protocol. Like, we can watch inbound transactions for anything unusual before it even hits the, hits the chain, like hits the Bitcoin chain, because we have to wait for X number of confirmations before we actually even act on it within, within the Thor chain world. So that gives us an extra layer of security. Would that be less true if we did it on, like, say, you know, Cosmos, for example? And so we have, we have more of a, like a, a lead time, and so it gives us better 
more easily monitor things before things become issues in case there's some sort of problem or bug or whatnot. But zooming out for a moment to answer your question, in my mind, like, I personally dislike the idea that we have different um, tiers of support of any particular chain, right? And so I don't like the idea that we, you know, okay, well, we'll add swaps, but we're not going to add lending. And we'll do savers here, but we're not going to do that. And just like, that just creates like a lot of governance problems. And it just allows people's personal opinions about whether asset A or asset B are good assets or bad assets to, to try to like govern the mo the movement of the network. And the network itself shouldn't like have any ideas. It should be completely neutral. Like, like nature itself, it should be completely neutral about anything and everything. It has no idea what is good or necessarily bad. It just operates what it should. So my, my long-term viewpoint, if you want to ask my, my two cents, is that uh, every chain we add gets the same treatment. And every chain we add gets access to savers, gets access to lending, and gets access to swaps for the, gate, for the, the primary asset, you know, the, the main gas asset of, of each network. Random sub-coins sub kind of like ERC-20s and so forth and so on, BEP-20 assets and IC-20s and all that kind of stuff, or even, you know... Uh, um, um, tokens on on Bitcoin with the you know this whole new thing spawning, like that is a little bit different because there's more risk involved with those things. But like generally speaking, every chain should be treated the same and get the same kind of treatment, and everybody's on an equal level playing field. And we don't have like different tiers of support for in individual chains. I just want to avoid that governance fucking meltdown toxicity. It just it's always going to be just a point of argument and 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 cause disruption in, in our community. Hey, you guys, hear me now? Yep, Mogar, stop buying Rune and talk to us for Christ's sake, Jesus! I can't, I can't <laughs> stop. Sorry, I tried to join from desktop for the first time. I was excited that it told me I could, but then of course it didn't work. Um, yeah, the, the chart is definitely GMT, and there's no cheating, but it doesn't matter. We crossed 100 million already, so awesome work. Let's go. I, I think there may be some days from back in Terra Luna where we had insane volume that are no longer in the chart because the furthest it goes back is 400 days. So I'm going to dig into that and try to find out. But um, as far as the charts go, we're pretty damn close to record. Yeah, I think uh, looking at the um, defilelama.com slash DEXs, D-E-X-Y, D-E-X-Y-S, uh, puts us about a fourth, the fourth largest DEX in, in the world in terms of uh, by trade volume. And that's a pretty remarkable accomplishment. For sure. I think it's... It's hard for us who are so, you know, deep in this space to remember that most people still don't know about ThorChain. Like when I go to conferences and I talk to normal people or even crypto people, they're like, oh, yeah, I think I heard about ThorChain a couple of years ago. And they still don't know what you can do there. You, you describe it to them and they say, OK, but then what do I what kind of BTC do you give me? Like, no, real Bitcoin. And it just doesn't get in people's head, even still today in 2023. So, yeah, we've. Uh, We've achieved a, a major milestone with barely anybody knowing who we are still. So I think it's a, it's got a bright future. 
Yeah, I, I can confirm that. Every time I go to a, a conference, I was actually at a, uh, a meetup in uh, Bali recently, um, and I just met a bunch of crypto people, and none, like, not none of them, but like half of them had never even heard of ThorChain before. And I was like, really? Wow, this is crazy to me. I had a question for both you and Grassroots around uh, Asgard X and also kind of how that could play into Archeo and if there's any plans around that. Uh, one of the challenges of building a multi-chain interface is you know, getting blockchain data from all of the different chains that's reliable and especially getting information that's affordable and most importantly, decentralized. So I know that you've been pretty involved in that project, Chad, and I'm curious, you know, how AsgardX looks at that problem and what their strategy is for providing that blockchain data. Yeah, I mean, so um, part of the design of, of Archeo is to, is to create a, an open and free market to solve in this particular problem. And by making it easy uh, or as easy as we can possibly get it for anybody to enter this market and provide access to uh, any arbitrary uh, blockchain or even non-blockchain. So we could, we could totally do it with like, we could build open source LLMs and have those available to people as well, like even outside of the blockchain space. But once you just flood the market with with supply, right? Well, then the price comes down, right? Like how much does it cost to, to, to transact or query Bitcoin for transaction data or whatever? Well, if the if the market is just flooded with supply of people providing this rather than just like the three people that do it today, uh, so to speak, well, then the price nat naturally comes down, right? And so I think uh, over the long term, I think this will be probably be the go-to way to connect with blockchain information within our industry because why the fuck would you want to do it through a centralized party when you can just do it through a, a, a decentralized one that's openly and free and permissionless and censorship resistant and all these things and it's probably going to outbid it in terms of price, I'm, I'm guessing. We'll see in the end. Like, I actually don't, I can't predict the, the, how prices will work out, but it, like I said, it's a completely free market system. So the market will figure out what is the appropriate price based upon the the the, the uh, supply and the demand of the of the data. I can say that uh, Asgardex is built for at the moment, um, very much built for ThorChain, for the actual the the tokens and, and chain supported are built to be working with with ThorChain because we're trying to work some of the I guess decouple the the back end and leverage uh, Exchange AS. So we did that to utilize the quote endpoint as the example. So we can change. I mean, obviously, it depends on user need and the direction we want to take for it. Change Asgardex to to pull data from from anywhere, provided the um, you know we could we could put that into Exchange AS to to create those packages if there's need to get that price data to to move that into. Um, Asgardex, as as we currently do now, pulling in some of those packages to get information from from ThorChain. Cool. Yeah, I I got some pings from uh, Alchemy actually earlier today, and they said, "Hey, your use is way up. Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's actually a good thing. We, our key is not stolen. Uh, we got a lot of volume." But, you know, that, that comes with its own problems and expenses and relying on those centralized entities is, is not great for decentralized protocols. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Archeo and just having some more options around that stuff. 
how things been going with uh, Thorswap with the uh, you know lending launch and just everything else. I mean, you guys have been absolutely killing it recently with uh, with streaming swaps. So, uh, congrats for that. Um, and especially the, just that how much more revenue that drives you guys and um, just being on the on the better path towards like you know being able to support yourself. So, uh, it's, that's definitely great to great to see. So, how th- how things been going? Yeah, everything's going amazing. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Everyone is very tired. Uh, I think we'll be, you know, secretly glad that lending is delayed so that we can get some sleep tonight. But our devs have just been, you know, working their asses off and really crushing it. So super proud of everyone and all the work they're putting in. And, you know, we just look forward to keep improving the UX and making it the easiest way for you to, you know, connect your own self-custody wallet and interact with all ThorChain features and then all the other protocols that we connect you into so that you can really use whatever assets on whatever chain for whatever reason you want to. That's what we're here for. By the way, another another kind of milestone hit just to uh, throw some more to you guys. We just passed the month of July's trade volume in August. So we're it's August 16th. We're like basically halfway through the month. We've already uh, surpassed the entire month of July, which is crazy to think. Yeah, it's awesome. From a Thorchain or sorry, Thorswap perspective, we actually hit the mark of doubling last month's volume today. That's amazing. And that's, large, that's crazy. It's and that's largely because you guys implemented the streaming swap. You guys are the first ones to do so, and people are flooding to the, your you know your UI to, to utilize trades because for obvious reasons. Can also also say there's been like seventy thousand swaps, seventy thousand swaps in the last twenty four hours. That is wild. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, we we had a couple more integrations, and it's looking like that every single day. Yes, sir. All right, thanks a lot. I'm going to jump off, but uh, thanks a lot for for having the stage, and uh, look forward to lending in a few days. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Uh, you guys want to? You guys want to stay on, or um, I'm not sure how much else you guys uh, want to talk about. I mean, I don't have anything personally, but I'm always willing to respond to any questions from the community, as, as I always do. Yeah, sure. Let's just see if people want to come. Uh, I think we have a creamy capital up here too. Sorry, if we didn't get to you before. If anyone else would like to come up on stage, feel free to just come up and ask any questions. Otherwise, yeah, we'll probably be out of here in a couple of minutes then. All right, he's gone. I think uh, what I've been thinking throughout this whole space is what, what Grassroots started on and just this giving us all a chance to to refresh ourselves on the design. I feel like, like even just myself, I feel like I was so immersed in this six months ago or something. And now a, a, some details are definitely fuzzy. So maybe we can like, we probably don't want to run through the entire design right now, but maybe leave people with just like where, like the best resources. So uh, ideally people can understand and spread the word about this when, when it does launch. So uh, I'll start, but yeah, one resource grassroots cryptos videos, definitely check those out. Um, There is a great article from, from LPU on, on lending. Um, What else comes to mind for you guys? 
I mean, I would definitely go to the ADR and and look at the because I would go to the docs as well, docs.thorchain.org. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, those are two good resources. And when lending gets launched, I, I have a Medium article already ready to go. It, it, it's ready to ship, which has like it's very comprehensive and it goes through the entire block science risk report and economic simulations, which were done. Uh, it, it, it goes, it, it's very comprehensive and covers pretty much the entire lending protocol and most questions you'd probably ask about it, just looking at it. So, uh, but I'm not going to release that until lending is live because it's, you know, supposed to kind of like just accompany the, the thing and kind of, you know, spread the, spread the word once it's live. So I'm not going to release that yet. Uh, but there is some resources there also in the link tree, which is in the, the bio here, which is recently changed by the way, it's link tree, uh, slash Thorchain. Uh, put some lending resources up on there, and all the all the and all the resources I already mentioned, and anything that's good, we we can pin up on in that um, uh, up in the top there. So if there's any like really good resources people want up there, that's probably the the best like repository to just be able to just click and and read if you want. But th- th- there's honestly so much materials out uh, that you're going to be at a. Uh, it's pretty. There's there's a wealth of information about lending out there. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone wants to DM me, I, I get all the information documentation. I have it at hand, so I can just give it to you real quick as well, if you just want that route. So, whatever you want to do. There's also a lending uh, Discord channel that you can pop in, ask questions if you got some follow-ups you want to ask. Yeah, with, with my video, it's like 20 minutes. Um, it goes from simplistic to more complex, so you don't have to watch all the 20 minutes, depending on how much level of detail you want to go to. Uh, and then I've also got another one that goes through the numbers in you know, much more detail. So I guess it really depends on on how much you want, want to know, whether you want to just get the, the TLDR or you want to get the deep dive. Um, and then the docs go through the formulas and all the specific implementation detail. And then you can you know ask questions and stuff like that on, on Discord. So just, yeah, go to those resources accordingly. If you have any questions, reach out. Um, I think you know, everyone's happy to answer questions. Hey, I brought up time from the audience. Jay Brass. Yeah, can you hear me, guys? Yeah, what's hey. up? Um, this question might be answered at the wrong time, but uh, is there any news or any thoughts on, on the XMR swap integration on Black? Totally the wrong time, isn't it? <laughs> Chad? Uh, yeah, so let me give you the, the, the kind of synopsis on that. Um, so one of our devs kind of peeled off and spent a good amount of time trying to build out um, a, a kind of like a fork called Black where we could do like Monero trades and such. And, and we got the whole thing working. Like I think it's, from a code perspective, the thing's... Is, is certainly functional. The problem we ran into is that the that the, the threshold signatures we're using now aren't really compatible with ring signatures at this, at this moment. And to do that work would be a considerable amount of time and energy that that uh, I'm not sure we have those resources right now to do that. So it, instead of doing that, we kind of uh, tried doing this kind of like um, switching to the using the the multi-sig that uh, XMR the devs of X of Monero provided. And upon further inspection of that, there, there's been some like recent uh, exploits of that multi-sig, and the devs themselves have kind of 
urge people to not utilize that multi-sig very much. And so it just seemed like it was, we're not really on solid footing to support Monero at this time. It's still something that I'm really bullish on. I know the other people are as well. And we'd still love to see that happen because I, I think that would be another like super game-changing thing to allow uh, the most privacy-enabled you know, totally. system into a cross-chain thing. So like super bullish on it. And from a technical perspective, there's no reason why we can't accomplish it. It's just really hard and really, really complex. And I think we have to hire some new people in the threshold signature space to kind of like refactor and rebuild our threshold signatures to support um, EDDSA and rank signatures and this kind of stuff, which is no small amount of work or effort. Right. Okay, thanks. Sweet, thanks. Uh, yeah, anyone else in the audience want to come up? Definitely want to do another one of these once we actually launch. We'll, we'll, we'll schedule something. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if we'll know beforehand, um, you know, when we're doing it. But let's, if uh, if you want to keep up to date, definitely, obviously, make sure you're following the Thor Train account and just um, anyone that's up here, like Chad Thoreau, uh, Chad Barraford, and uh, I think you can put notifications on for Spaces. So uh, keep an eye out. We do these pretty often too. So definitely come by and check out the Thor Chain Spaces if you guys haven't uh, recently. We upload them to YouTube too, so this will be up on on YouTube in a bit. Yeah, we should like call the progress live. Like, oh look, million dollar loan just opened. <laughs> that was kind of the goal of this space, but yeah, <laughs> next did time not soon. Turn out like that, oh, man. It would, that would have been a lot of fun, though. And uh, this was a good one. It, it turned out great, nonetheless. And now we have that to look forward to. This is just a this is just the advertisement for the the Super Bowl. All right, guys. Cool. Let's uh, let's wrap it up then. All right. See you guys. Yep. Later, guys. See ya. Great job. Bye. -bye. Did Pluto want to say something? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I have 180 more followers until I hit 3,000. So everyone, go follow me. All right, go follow Pluto. Thank you.